Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, host of Night Stalker Podcast, uh, season number four, episode 312. You know, have you ever thought, with all the people who report seeing flying objects and unidentified UFOs and things like that, have you ever really thought about whatever would really happen if we, we were invaded by some type of alien life form. It's really a, uh, it's kind of an interesting topic because, you know, I remember as a kid growing up and, you know, when I was younger, there were a lot of the, uh, a lot of black, black and white, uh, you know, uh, invaders from Mars, uh, all kind of, um, outer space uh, shows, science fiction, and all of this stuff. But, you know, really, let's think about it. What what would happen? And not only what would happen, but you yourself, would you really be prepared if it did happen? I would like to think I am. Um, just because... Um, I have these kind of thoughts occasionally, and, um, you know, I always have the what if, what if there was a Martian invasion, what if there was a, <coughs> a, um, a red dawn involving another country, so I always, I, I'm not going to say I'm a doomsday prepper, but I'm always, um, ready in the event that something unusual happens. I mean, think about it. Think about being in your house, watching TV, eating dinner, at work, uh, out having dinner, whatever, and all of a sudden, we find ourselves pitted against alien, alien spaceships or spacecraft, whatever you want to call them, and my first question is, is it really like it would be in the movies? I mean, you know, did you ever watch Star Trek or anything like that? Star Trek, um, Independence Day, uh, Star Wars. You know, <clears throat> every time we shot something at him, there was this force field and this and that. But, I mean, that's kind of like a stereotypical pattern. How would we know if these spacecraft would have that type of capability uh, what if we did shoot at it what if the <clears throat> bullets did pierce the skin of the ship what if what if our anti-aircraft munitions tore these ships apart that's always a possibility You know, and then you see them land on <clears throat> uh, Battle Battle uh, Battle Los Angeles and uh, War of the Worlds and the day the Earth stood still. <clears throat> you know, even the beings that come down are in some way protected by some type of force field, or <clears throat> you could shoot them a hundred times. And what is the reality? I mean, or really, is there a reality of it? Think about it. You 
have a hunk of metal coming out of a gun barrel. Let's say a rifle. 28 to 3200 feet a second. Most rifles can cut almost through a quarter-inch piece of steel. So, what is the likelihood of something being shot? What is the likelihood of it simply just walking away, unaffected? I mean, let's face it, if, if a round would, uh, a bullet was to go into it, I mean, it's not like a vampire movie. They're not going to automatically get shot and automatically heal. I mean, you know, that's just a, that's just a weird concept. Just like, if you ever see like Godzilla or King Kong or anything like that, is, you know, you got these 50 caliber anti-aircraft rounds, you know, 678 grain bullet flying at over 3,000 feet a second, which could blow through concrete buildings, walls, um, and it's like these animals or monsters or doesn't hurt them. I don't think I buy that. I think that's just a that's just a a ruse used by uh, the sci-fi industry just to uh, scare people, you know. So I'm really wondering. Would these people, would these aliens be uh, impervious to bullets? I don't think they would. And, I, and I'll kind of go, I'll kind of give you an idea why. Um, with all the military UFO alleged sightings, and I say alleged because I, I really am not a <clears throat> big believer, as you, if you've listened to my thing on MUFON. Yeah, you got all these files and all this shit, but nobody's ever proved anything. There's no physical evidence. <clears throat> so, I mean, there's blurry pictures, and that's about it. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing concrete. There's no evidentiary value that says, uh, evidence that actually suggests that there is anything. But with that being the case, we never actually fired around at one of these things. I think the next time we see one, we should just fucking light it up. You know, come on, these new aircrafts have these freaking rotary saws. I mean, they chop the shit out of it. Why don't we just shoot it up? I mean, let's face it, either we're going to shoot down a UFO or we're going <laughs> to kill a plane full of people. I mean, one or the other, right? I mean, that's what's going to happen. I mean, I can't see something like a, even like Jurassic Park when that big white dinosaur was chasing people around and they were chasing it. The helicopter was chasing it through the woods with that uh, those rotary saw rifles. I mean, I, I just don't buy. I, I just don't buy that. I don't. I don't I, you know, I just don't buy the the you're going to shoot it up and it's going to run away. I and mean, listen, a bullet can take on an elephant. You know what I'm saying? So what's you know, some of them can cut through uh, tanks. So What's the reality of a bullet not hurting or stopping or penetrating an alien spacecraft? How do we know they have uh, force fields? If they do have force fields, there's a second, a second uh, question to ask. If if this is if the technology is so good and it, these force fields exist, why do we have crashes, alleged crashes in Roswell and uh, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico? Why do we have these crashes? 
it, it appears that the spacecraft themselves aren't impervious. So, I know we got aliens dying, you know, Roswell, this is that aliens dead, that one's dead. So, if they're dead from whatever injuries, uh, who the hell knows, you know, whatever. They don't, don't tell me, uh, you know, girl 45 ain't going to drop them like a bad habit. So, don't believe that. And then, you know, it kind of, it, you know, if you look at some of the things, you know, the, the first abduction case of uh, Betty and Barney Hill, 61 <clears throat> White Mountain, White Mountains in uh, New Hampshire. Uh, Betty drew this picture, and they were supposed to come from this <clears throat> planetary system, uh, Zeta Reticuli. Uh, Bob Lazar in his uh, 1988, um, uh, when he started the Area 51 phenomenon, where they come, Zeta Reticuli. Even further back, 1953, the Aquarius Pro Project, they said they captured a uh, an alien with with who they named EB, which is Echo Baker Echo, uh, ex uh, ex was extraterrestrial biological entity, uh, lived for nine years. Well. I don't believe that. I'm going to tell you why. That was 1953. So if you if you add, actually, yeah, think about it. No, I'm actually cross-referencing myself. So 53 was, let me see, three, six years after Roswell. And they were supposed to have these ships, right? I mean, I don't know about you. Why didn't you ask ask this alien dude who they said they were communicating with? You know, my question is, how do I fly this son of a bitch? And where, where's the phaser and photon buttons? Because I'm blowing somebody's ass up, right? They never did that. So you see, <clears throat> things like this, just on the basis and the merits, don't don't really add up to anything. Plus, Zeta Reticuli, the planetary system. It's interesting they call it a planetary system because they're <clears throat> it had been bombarded by. Um, uh, infrared up to a magnitude of 50 and there are no planets there so I uh, don't know what these people are talking about but then again this is science fiction and people don't believe in this stuff this hocus pocus are just messed up so with all this being said I mean think about it think about if you had to say something say something did land what would you do I mean most people are eating, used to eating, three meals a day. What would you do if you couldn't? Me, I, I pick or I eat one meal a day, just not not because I plan on anything, but <clears throat> it just makes life easier in the event that there's a shortage of food. That's just the way I, I've always been. I don't think it has anything to do with an invasion, uh, a Patrick Foyzy inva invasion, or a, a Red Dawn, or a UFO invasion, but that's just the way you know I, I am. Um, what would the anti-gunners do? Um, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Just telling you. You'd be pretty much fucked. I mean, you know, you don't have a gun. What are you going to do? So, and then, do you, do you really know the area or the geography around where you live? Well, my son and I were out I live near a state park, and we were actually out there where an old homestead used to be, and we actually found a an active well. So we know <clears throat> that there's a clean water source within a few hundred feet of us. We know that the rivers down at the 
bottom of the hill, there's a food source. So, you know, if you know how to fish and you know how to drink water out of a hole, you probably survive. And if you're well-armed, you're going to, it's just going to help you in case any of these little green bastards do jump out of a crop circle and try to kill you or abduct you. Do you ever think, why the hell would they want to abduct us? I mean, you know, I, I, I kind of think, you know, first of all, we, I think our mistake, number one, we over, overrate the intelligence of whatever species that this might be. How do we know, really, that these aliens would be smart? Think about it. We really don't know. But if they're not as smart as us, it's kind of a scary thought. I know you would say, well, they can fly, make a spaceship and they can fly all the way here. Well, we made spaceships and we flew all the way to the moon and we're pretty much a bunch of idiots. So, uh, and if we landed up there and somebody shot us, well, I don't know gravitational-wise what the bullet would do, but if they shot us with something, we'd probably more than likely have died anyway. So, <clears throat> you know, put the, foot, the, the shoe on the other foot. What the hell would we do? <clears throat> you know, we always uh, assume that aliens are smarter. They're, they've got the, all this shit. Well, what if they don't have any of this shit? What if they just have a spaceship? Like, like, what if they're hippie aliens? Like, what if their spaceship isn't really a spaceship? What if it's like a um, 1960s VW van? Like, say they just decided that they were going to go out and do a road trip, and they just happened to land here. <clears throat> and again, our question is, would they be hostile or wouldn't they be hostile? That's a very interesting question. Um, why would they come all the way to our planet? I mean, if we're we're not as intelligent, uh, obviously, if you open, if you turn on the TV and listen to the way idiots are and they, they handle themselves in our America, the new third world country, uh, who the hell would want to take this fucking place over? Sure and hell wouldn't be me. I'll tell you right now, I'd, I'd be, I'd just right fly right by this place. And then look at the crop circles. In 19, from 1947 to 1969, we had uh, Project Grudge. Uh, there was another one. I forget what the name of it is. And then Project Blue Book. Entered together, all together. Let's say estimate about 20,000 reported sightings. I don't know fucking crop circles. Why? Well, if we had that many sightings, somebody would be landing somebody somewhere, right? And at least they'd have to stop somewhere to go to the bathroom, right? Nope, no crop circles. But after 1966, when some drunk guy over in England found a swirling pattern in his field, which was probably caused by a, um, some type of small twister or, or cyclone or something, all of a sudden now there's everybody's finding crop circles, uh, all different kind of shit. Um, you know, um, then you have, well, they landed in this field because we dug up some soil and there's uh, <clears throat> trace particles of uh, meteorites. Well, if one remembers, what made the dinosaur go, go extinct? Well, basically a pyroplastic explosion or blast of, or a cloud of uh, meteor dust from a large meteor striking the Earth. So, is it uncommon to find meteor particles all over the place? No. Um, so that kind of throws another theory, but, um, you know, it is an interesting concept. Think about it. <clears throat> I mean, you're sitting home one night watching TV, 
<clears throat> something lands. Fuck. That's kind of scary. Even worse, imagine if you're out in the rural parts of the world, which really make up the majority of the world. We are <clears throat> all under this this false illusion that everywhere in the, in the United States is populated. Well, very, very small areas, <clears throat> if you combine everything, are really populated areas in the United States. Uh, <clears throat> most of it is rural. Imagine being out there somewhere miles and miles away in this spaceship lands. Holy shit. But they have rifles out there. Maybe our forefathers knew something. Maybe that's why they wrote the Second Amendment. Maybe they weren't worried about the military taking us over. Maybe they weren't worried about people bearing and carrying arms. Maybe they were worried about <clears throat> aliens landing and us having the ability to defend ourselves. I mean, if you listen to the UFO documentaries on um, ancient aliens uh, <clears throat> every one of our forefathers saw a uh, spacecraft UFO all this shit um, my only comment to that is that if you look at the people um, that are hosting the show um, maybe those are the aliens they sure they sure hell look like them. holy shit um, yeah it's kind of scary the concept they come up with scares the shit out of anybody. It scares the shit out of me. So what will we do? What would you do? I mean, come on. You never know. It could be a reality. And, you know, realities like this happen to <clears throat> hit you when you least expect it. Um, you're probably usually on the day when you're having a bad day and then all of a sudden... Uh, fucking spaceship lands in your backyard and takes your dog out and you know it's just shit like that but think about what you would do what would we do <clears throat> how would the United States react so so what would we do I mean did you ever think about it? Sit down tonight, watch War of the Worlds, um, <clears throat> the day the Earth stood still, and really think about it. But then again, think about it. Would it really be practical if these things were so impervious to anything that we've shot at them? I don't think so. I don't believe that. Wouldn't make sense. <clears throat> I mean, You know, I just don't see. I, I just don't. I, I just don't. I just don't see it. I, you know, it's like maybe it's just me fooling myself. But that's also a possibility. Um, but it seems really uh, unlikely that you know. And considering that 86.5 percent of the United North America, the United States, is armed, people are armed. Um, I don't know how much of a chance it would really stand. You know, I mean, you'd have the liberals getting eaten because you know, they don't like guns and <clears throat> they have no way to defend themselves and, um, you know, a martini isn't going to help. Um, you know, I don't know. But think about it. Just think about sitting home one night, <coughs> sitting in your chair, watching TV, 
Maybe the channel starts to flicker. Maybe the lights start to flicker. Maybe something's messing with the you know, the electrical magnetic field around your house. The lights go on and off. <clears throat> TV slaughtering. Phone crackles. You never know what's making that happen. We always look for the scientific, the factual, the reassurance. <clears throat> but what if it's not? What if our re reassurance is only perception? And perception is reality. But <clears throat> perception doesn't necessarily have to be real. We may just be targets, wandering around, doing what we do, while we're being watched, studied, as Orson Welles said, scrutinized. I know what happens. It's an interesting concept. It's more of an interesting concept, but what are you going to do when it happens? Are you going to be able to do something? Are you going to be afraid? Is your fear going to lock you into a room? Is it, are you going to cower in a corner? Are you going to run? What are you going to do? Are you going to grab a gun and fight? <clears throat> are you going to do what you have to do to survive? Well, I hope you would. But, you know, you never know. You never know what people are going to do. Until next time, I am Michael C. Wishart, host of the Night Stalker podcast. And like I said, I think I said this was episode 312. <clears throat> We're supposed to be on a 312 and a 314. I just, um, I'm going to use this as 312. We'll, 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 we'll switch it if we have to, but this will be 312. But just think about it. How vulnerable are you? Would our bullets really work? Wouldn't they work? Would we be easy prey? <clears throat> or maybe they thought we would be easy prey and then they find out we're not. I don't know. But it's a thought to ponder, isn't it? As you go to sleep tonight.